I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Hey, guys. Sorry, my, my, my supervisor gave me a call. I was like... <laughs> nah, it's all good. It happens that way. Yeah, it was, a, it was a video call, too, so it was one of those. I was like, uh-oh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Tighten your tie up. Uh-huh. And, yeah, but uh, to your question about... Uh, was it the Wizards with John Wall? Was it, yeah, was it had, the draft pick? Was it the yeah, draft well, pick? Yeah, well, we had been talking about whether you thought they'd end up trading Beal or not, or whether he. Oh, Beal, yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll. Yeah, I just, I just think that in any in, in basketball, I can't speak for other sports. I won't speak for other sports. Basketball, there's a trend. Like anytime a player questions, like gives you that that feedback on, you know, I got to see what's going to happen, type of thing. They're already out the door. You know, if you saw that in with Paul George in Indiana, you saw that with LeBron in Cleveland. Uh, you saw that with um, with um, multiple players actually. Uh, Kawhi, like anytime somebody questions something, they typically are out the door. And my, and I'm always like, I like Bradley Bill. It's almost like I use Bradley Bill like Giannis, like how I describe Giannis, because um, Giannis is doing the same thing. Is that like if they want to win games, cause, like win games and you know get to the postseason, especially when you're offensively gifted. Um, for Giannis, if he wants to get to the finals, he's going to have to change his game. For Bradley Bill, um, he's already worked. I don't. I expect Bradley Bill to get better because if you look at his, you know, his track record. Uh, if you look at Bradley Bill as a rookie and a second-year player and where he is now, um, you, nothing but growth. Nothing but growth. Um, but if he wants to get to the postseason, he's going to have to do certain things to play winning basketball. You know what I mean? That's just something he's going to have to work on. So I've always, I kind of get annoyed when player, when people try to make an organization make so many different changes where like sometimes it's, it's really on the player at times. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying like the Wizards are a, a championship team if Bradley Bill changes, but they can definitely be a postseason. There's certain things if he changes certain aspects of his game because he's already, he's already a knockdown scorer, but there's other things he can do to help that team win basketball games. Of course, we've forgotten what it looks like to see him and, and Wall on the of court course. Too. I mean, of course. he's been playing by himself for a while now. I agree. So, I agree. Uh, if they can get Bertans back, and if Troy Brown Jr. is as, yeah. as good as they say he's looked in the summer league program mm-hmm. so far. And, I, uh, I agree. I don't know what to make of Roy. I don't know that we saw enough. Again, it's hard to judge. We'll get to the football team here next, yeah. but it, it's almost – uh, the same way, right? It, it, without yeah. walking the court, it's kind of hard to know exactly I, oh, that's what it is going to look like. One last on the basketball. Are you a fan of Scott Brooks? No. that's the, And that was my thing. That's my problem. I, I don't think – I think that, like you mentioned Rui, I think Scott Brooks – I watched Rui, Rui and Gonzaga. Like, I like Rui and Gonzaga. I think Scott Brooks does not use Rui at all correctly. Like, he he makes he, – he doesn't utilize all of Rui's skill set. Plain and simple. And I think Scott Brooks has done that with a lot of players on that team. I think Scott Brooks is living he's living off of OK he's living off of what he did in OKC and OKC was super talented. I wasn't a big fan when they hired him and he hadn't done anything to change that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Tom I think Tommy Shepard is a great yeah. guy mm-hmm. and uh, you know, point this thing in the right direction. But I, I'd be surprised if however many years he's got left on that deal as uh, Brooks does. I, I bet you they're looking elsewhere after that. They need to. They need to. <laughs> okay, on to the football team. We're okay. pretty much the halfway point here, uh-huh. um, and I think they 
maybe they are what we thought they were going to be. I didn't talk to you before the season started, so I'm not sure what your season outlook was. (laughs) Were you a, uh, were you a, uh, a zero wins guy, an eight and eight kind of guy. What what did you think of this team before we got started? Man, I thought this team would be we would be good. I thought the defense would be good. I thought the defense would be good. Um, I thought that they would have a different game plan, and I thought they would run the football with Adrian Peterson, um, Bryce Love, and I thought that they would use Antonio Gibson as more of a, like a switch switch uh, switch army knife type of uh, football player. And so I thought those things would be very, very would 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 help them win football games because traditionally when you play in the, winning football in the NFL, like people get so fixated on scoring thirty points and you know throwing for 500, 400, 500 yards. But if you want to win football games on a consistent level, you know, you see what the Baltimore Ravens have done. You you run the football, you play solid def- you play solid defense, and you play the field position game. And I thought. Ron Rivera was going to lean towards that direction. So in the beginning of the season, I thought this team would 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 play good football because the defensive line was had so much talent. Uh, Adrian Peterson, you had um, Dwayne Haskins. You were I thought they were used to Dwayne Haskins more on play action stuff, not rap and not and have him throw the ball maybe twenty to twenty five times. That would be a good, a good average, a, a good way to kind of win football games. So I thought they would probably be like a nine and seven type of team. Uh, you know, it's interesting because when I was uh, I was talking about this team on Monday, and, and I we was talking, you know, how far we have come here from the beginning of the season when we thought the building blocks would be Darius Geis and Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. uh, and to that point, I had completely forgot about Adrian Peterson, uh, and I wonder how much of effect that did have on Haskins, where he was not having the bell cow back to just hand the ball off to. Uh, is an interesting concept. But here we are, and it's mm-hmm. Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what has the kid shown you so far? It's, I mean, it's hard, right? Because he's shown in this Cowboys game, it's he, he played good football. You know, he didn't turn the football over. Uh, he managed. That's basically his role was that he managed, and he didn't make a big play to Scary Terry. It was good to see Scary Terry uh, get that explosive play. But it's hard to judge him off the Cowboys game like against the Giants. You saw a little bit of what Kyle Allen has done over his career. Um, she's shown you flashes, but he turned the football over. Um, and we didn't see enough enough about enough of him in that Rams game because he got knocked out the game. Uh, but the Cowboys game, he, was, he, played, he played his role. He played phenomenal. Um, he made plays with his feet. Uh, he, found, he found the checkdowns, you know, extended drives, which you want. Um, and he also, you know, which was different in the other games. And I want people to understand that different in the other games when they played, when, when they played, you know, tough competition. He had a running game and that helps you win football games when you have a running game. They were able to run the football against the Dallas Cowboys. The, the, the goal for this team and Kyle Allen is to do this against solid to, 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 to average to solid defenses in the NFL. Run the football ball over. If Kyle Allen can do that and manage the football team from here on out, manage games, not try to be Brady, Breeze, and, and company, then he can win football games uh, with this Washington football team. Is there anything that Kyle Allen can do this year to keep you from drafting quarterback in the first round next year? Oh, man. Not really. Uh, <laughs> well, I, no, I, let me say this. 
he can. If this team finishes um, seven and nine, eight and eight, then I feel like they won't be in a position to get the quarterback that they need to be in in house. So to me, and it's the same thing I said about Dwayne. The same thing goes refers to Kyle. Like his goal is to win enough games where this team can't draft a quarterback that they want to get. That's his goal. If he can win enough games where they're not in they're not in striking distance to draft the, a guy maybe that they're enamored with, then he then he'll have a job next year. Uh, yeah, and I think people need to remember that if for some reason this team wins the division, uh, the the draft order resets. So once you're in there, you can't do any better than 19, I think, exactly. once you make the uh, playoffs. Yeah, so, so it's uh, – That'll be interesting as well mm-hmm. to see how that plays out uh, as we go down. The other thing that was interesting about um, the quarterback change – and I remember when they went from RG3 to Kirk Cousins yeah. is the line play instantly looked better, even with the same linemen. I understand that Schweitzer has gotten the nod at left guard, mm-hmm. but it looks like the line has played better and functioned better with Allen behind center. Yeah, it looked definitely better against the Cowboys. Uh, I will say that. I think more. I think Morgan's been underrated. Morgan's had a really good season uh, throughout. Um, I know had, give, getting Brandon Sheriff back was a big deal too, right? So you had him back, and so and you kind of got what got the weak parts of, of that offensive line. Um, the left tackle, the young boy was uh, effective. I forgot his name right. I, I'm having a moment right now. And um, Cornelius Lucas, thank you, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas at left tackle. Um, so you pretty much have kind of strengthened that line uh, for this team. So. It's all about again. It's easier to say that because against the Rams and against the the Giants, they were giving up sacks. But it, but but playing against the Cowboys, you know, and how bad and it seems like they quit. <laughs> it seems like they quit in that game. Um, playing against that team, we don't get a good. I feel like we don't get the best. We can't really grade it out correctly because that team was horrible, right? We both can agree on that, right, Doug? Like that team was horrible. Like to go. It's- Awful team. An awful team. So I think the fair thing to say is, all right, let's judge this team after the bye week when they play the Giants because we do we do have something to go off of because how they looked against the Giants in, in the metal, um, the Giants earlier. And now we can look at this game and say, okay, they really have improved because what they did against that Giants squad a couple of weeks ago, now, you know, what they do against this Giants squad and say they dominate the game. Then we could say, you know what? The offensive line looks better under Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen looks better. The running game is better. All facets of this team is better, even though defensive line is better. You know what I mean? If we can get that, I feel like, all right, yeah, we can rock and roll. Big Big Mo has looked great this year. I guess they said he's lost some weight. Yeah. Um, I know he's always been a fan favorite. I think people got a little upset last year. Yeah. He's a little jumpy, but he's been great yeah. so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right about the guard. And uh, it'll be interesting to see about Cornelius Lucas. He was in there because John Christian, of course, got hurt. So I wonder if with the bye week, if he's able to get uh, healthy, if they'll put Christian back out there, who who hasn't been as bad, I don't think, as people. That's right. Uh, I did like like Lucas out there. And and, and if that's what it takes to get the run game going, then I'm with you. There's no reason that they shouldn't be aiming for 125 yards on the ground every game. And tell us to your point, though, right? Right? I mean, just the same way we look at we look at the quarterback situation. 
this offensive line look good against the Cowboys? Do you make the change, right? Do you make the change knowing that this this group looked good against the Cowboys? Do you do you say, you know what, Christian, you're healthy. Let's we'll put you back at left tackle. Or you see Lucas who looked good. Hey man, let's keep it going. I probably would keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, just me. Because uh, for as bad as the Cowboys are, they do have two premier edge rushers. Yes. That, that, they, that they do have. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith um, is on a tear, and whether you like Demarcus Lawrence or not, he's an absolute beast. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, can't take anything away from them uh, when it comes to edge pressure, mm-hmm. and I thought we did a good job of holding up to that. Oh, I totally agree. The other thing, I, the other guy I was hard on on this offense was Logan Thomas. Uh, with the change at quarterback, it seems to be that he's getting the ball in better spots. Yeah. He's not been as bad as I had thought, at least not in the last couple games. Yeah, uh, Logan Thomas has been has made big plays. He's uh, scoring touchdowns at a high rate for this team. Um, you know, there's, I mean, the, he, he to me he looks a little stiff at times, but all in all, you know. He's working. I mean, he's he's playing well. I think it's fair to say he's playing well. And he's young. I mean, he's he, this is an opportunity for him to play tight end at 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 a, at, a, at a starting at a starting level. So he's getting more snaps. You know, obviously he's getting more experience. He's he's starting to pick up some things. So hopefully he'll improve throughout the season. Um, and he's a good blocker. You know, for at, at the tight end position. And this team hasn't really have hasn't really had a, a pass catching tight end who can also you know block for a couple of years. So hopefully, you know, he continues to get better. Um, he gets more confident. He make make more explosive moves and be more confident in, in his movement. And if he can do that, I think, you know, Logan Thomas could definitely be a, a diamond in the rough for this team. But uh, I, I think it would be also be cool, it would be good to get another explosive tight end just to help out. Because I think the more weapons for any quarterback in this offense is, could help this team, you know, help this team out in the future. No doubt, and that's why we've got to hope, at least I, I personally hope that, uh, and as fans, we should all be hoping that the quarterback plays well enough so that they're not looking at quarterback next year. Mm-hmm. And how great would it be to spend a full draft just adding weapons oh, wow. to the team? Gee. You know, because we really haven't done that in a while. I agree. I think you need they need to add weapons on the offensive side of the football um, on – Helping out in terms, to me, more than anything, helping out Scary Terry, right? You know, he got the, that kid has to do so much at a young age, and he and he's balling, like he's balling. You know, people want they may not want to appreciate it or recognize it, but he's flat out balling. And to have people that out there to help him out makes him makes it life easier for him. You know what I mean? And it makes life easier for the offense to score points. But they definitely in the draft, you know, get more speed, and not just speed, but speed with skill. I, I know I, I see people on on Twitter. And social media, like, hey, let's get him. He's fast. Get speed with skill. You know, what I mean, get a guy in a draft who's who's balled out on um, on Saturdays and has the speed as well. You know, just don't be, just don't get fixated with just speed. Uh, yeah, because essentially every receiver we have runs a, a exactly forty uh-huh. at this point, but, <laughs> but only two of them got drafted. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, if the uh, if we Think for a second about the team winning the division and they're sitting at around 19 in the first round. 
would you be interested in trading that pick for either Michael Thomas or Julio Jones if they're selling at the deadline? All right, so I'm a, all right, I'm a big fan of Julio Jones. And if whatever you can get, if you can get Julio Jones, get him. I just feel like Julio Jones is a player that any quarterback, he makes any quarterback look good. Like any quarterback. Michael Thomas is a really good quarterback, but I still think you need a particular type of quarterback to have him put up the numbers that he put up in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like explosive numbers. Because when you play with Drew Brees, he gives you an opportunity to make plays, right? He just gives you an opportunity. Sometimes he'll throw you those 50-50 balls so you can make plays. And Michael Thomas is good at making those plays. So I'm not, it's not a knock on Michael Thomas. But when you have a player like Julio Jones, um, a guy who runs a 4-3, who, who gives you the explosive deep ball, who can also take it up the who, who can cast the ball up the middle and give you those yak yards, to you know, and take it to the house, who's physical, you know, who can give you the 10-yard – the, you know, the 10-yard ends, ends and whatnot. Like, when you got a player like Julio Jones and he's on the market, man, I don't know how you can pass that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I haven't I haven't seen Julio out there yet. I have seen rumblings that, that Thomas could be mm-hmm. had and maybe, maybe Galladay from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a beast. I love Galladay. I, that's another guy I do like. I, do, yeah. I think I like Galladay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know I'm shipping first rounds for him, mm-hmm. but uh, I could see a I could see a second or a third round pick yeah, for a guy like Galladay yeah. if, if you know he's going to resign reasonably. Yeah, and I wouldn't be mad at getting Michael Thomas for a 19 pick. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a good I'm not going to say that's a bad play. I just think if we're talking about between Julio, Julio's in the mix, yeah, I'm, I'm considering, even though I'm at 10, I'm considering it. Even I know he's up there in age, but he's a guy that is, is just so much skill there. There's just so much. I think he's one of more – to me, he's the best wide receiver. Other than – Hopkins, I think Julio's the best wide receiver. I just think that he's unguardable. There's nothing that you can do to bother Julio Jones. Like there's nothing. You have to respect his speed so you play back. And if you don't, and if you don't, and, and you respect his power, so if he catches the ball on the run, he could take it to the house because he's so strong. So there's so much he brings to the table. Michael Thomas is, is, doesn't have the speed as Julio, but obviously the catch radius. Um, he gets open and runs good routes. There's things that Michael Thomas does well too. So it's not a knock on Michael Thomas. Absolutely. Let's switch to the defense. We had planned on this being the way that we'd win ball games. So far, that is the way we've won ball games. I thought maybe they'd take a stumble when Ionitis went out. It wasn't as bad as I expected, and that's because they're loaded mm-hmm. in front. I, I I do think they disrupt a little bit with Ionitis. Um, they don't get they didn't get the same amount of pressure. Matt Ionitis is a beast. Like I, I, he's just a beast. I love Matt Ionitis. I think he's a guy that's. You know, because because you drafted, we drafted um, Jonathan Allen and and Deron Payne. These are guys from Alabama, so they're first round draft picks. People tend to like automatically have them as like the best interior dudes on the team. But not, to me, Matt Ionitis has always been the best interior dude because he's just what he's what the consistency level, and he's always played at a high level since he's kind of taken his game to the next level. So he's a guy that's been missed. But to to your point, like. They have so many first rounders on that defensive line that once they get enough, when they get the opportunity to pin their ears and go get the quarterback, uh, you know they usually take advantage of it. Now they're getting healthier, with you know Chase coming back from the groin injury, and you you, you got Matt, you got um, Deron Payne and, and um, Allen. Obviously, they're playing you know playing good football. But a guy that you know folks need to talk about more is Montez Sweat. I mean, this dude in the four three has been an absolute animal. And a lot of people, you know, have stated that, you know, he's playing good because of the, you know, because of the draft pick of, of Chase Young. And Chase Young has been a beast and he has helped out. So I'm not saying that he hasn't. But uh, but Montez Sweat was still balling when Chase Young went down with that injury. 
So he's just been consistently playing good. So I like to give that kid credit on his own accord. Like that kid has been balling by like period. Yep. Like he's been one of the more dynamic ends in football. And, you know, that he's been close on so many plays. And it's just, it's just a testament of, of his work ethic. Because last year, a lot of people were like, where is Montez Sweat? Like, you know, we, we drafted this kid to do be a, to be a wreck, to be, to wreck things on, on the, wreck things on, 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 for the quarterback and the offensive line on that, on the opposing offensive line. But, you know, this season he's showing it. And we saw a little bit of it towards the end of last year, but he's showing it definitely early, in the early part of this season. Yeah, he said over and over again that he spent the offseason working on counter moves that he felt like last year he had some moves, but not the counter moves. And more and more I hear these uh, edge rushers, particularly since we've been getting some good ones, Mm -hmm. that it's about designing a strategy to get to the quarterback, that these guys are gifted and athletic, but that they – when they once when they finally become good edge rushers, it's because they've put together a strategy that allows them to use those moves uh, together. So, yeah, definitely, I, I think he's been the best player on defense. I agree. I agree. So far, maybe, maybe, maybe outside of Fuller. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, we go with that. We go with Fuller. Let's go Fuller first. Let's go Fuller first. Uh, yeah. Let's go Fuller first. <laughs> I can I can sign up on that. Fuller's been way better than I had expected. I, I mean, I like Fuller. I was sad yeah. when he left, as most fans yeah. were, but I really didn't think that he was a boundary corner that, that could just stay out there. And they have moved him around, but he's been excellent. Doug, I'm with you. I thought Fuller would be good. I didn't think he'd be this good. Um, I thought he would be – I thought he could play outside a little bit, but I didn't think to the point that he's – the way he's playing it now. Um, I, he's playing it just as good as he played nickel for this team a couple years ago uh, when he was here. Um, so he's, he's been, he's been outstanding. You know, I've, I've always stated, I stated this before cause I, I, I like Fabian. A lot of people hate Fabian Monroe. I like Fabian Monroe. And I was like, all right, well, you know, when they go three set, you know, they can put, or four set, they can put, uh, um, they can put Fuller on the, on the inside and have Fabian play outside, you know, cause you know, Monroe played, Monroe is not good inside, but he's better outside. He's way better outside. And, um, but now it's like it doesn't even matter. Like you keep Fuller outside if you need to, because Fuller has just been dynamic every which way. I'm completely. It's hilarious that you said that. I'm completely with you. You can go back as far as July on the pod when I said if it was me and I was running the defense, he would always kick inside. Fabian would go yeah. outside on one boundary, mm-hmm. Darby yeah. on the other side, mm-hmm. and 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 they just haven't mm-hmm. done that. And. Uh, for whatever reason, the Fabian can't find his way on yeah. the field, and uh, I'll get out. I'll, I'll put it this way: I didn't think Darby had a minute, but he's. Oh my God! Awesome. See, that's the thing. It's the, Doug, I'm with you. Like I feel like Dar- again. Darby has been way better than than, than I expected. Well, I'll, I'll say this much: I thought Darby would be good. I thought Darby could be a steal, but after watching the Eagles game, I was like, uh, Darby may not be the one. And then after that Eagles game, Darby has shown me a lot. Like Darby has been surprisingly has been surprisingly really good. Like really good. Um, so I get now where you know it's hard for Fabian to to slide in because Jimmy's been playing good too. So it's not Jimmy's been playing good too. So it's hard for it's hard for Jimmy to like to like to break him and play outside the way the other corners have played. But I I I, I hate when people say like well. Uh, Fabian has has gotten killed. I'm like, yo, Fabian got killed by DeAndre Hopkins. Like every like, come on now, like he kills everybody. Like 
everybody. Like you could put your best, the best cornerback in football would get killed by DeAndre Hopkins. So like, let's be, let's chill out with that one. So, but I think, I think Fabian, little by little, you've seen him out there on the outside. I was like them work. I, I would like them work them all in a little bit more. You know what I mean? I think what people thought was a weakness. Little bit, little by little, it's becoming a strength. Like that set, that cornerback situation is becoming a strength. Absolutely, I, I feel like I've been on the apology tour the last <laughs> couple of games because I because I owe Shay's an apology too because he's out there. Oh my god! And I didn't think he me, had that. Oh me all. too. I, I would have never. Me thought too. That. I know what I think. I think it's because the the the, the um, safety, the free safety play has been so bad. <laughs> like. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. now it's yeah. like, all right, well, this is a guy who kind of knows the position. You know what I mean? He knows the position. So, and he's playing like he wants to keep the position. The Shader has been really good. It's like, you now know that it's, I'm, and I don't want to trash a player, but you now know, like, Apke was just really that bad. You know what I mean? Like, he was really that bad. Yep. And, and even to a point where to a point where he was giving up touchdowns that shouldn't be given up, missing tackles that he shouldn't have missed. Because the one thing about what DeShazer is doing, which I do like, is the Shazer is playing on instinct and he is and he's going for it. Like he is definitely going for it. Yep. Angle and angles. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he that he's in in yes. the film room and understands the angles Definitely. to take. Uh Collins is out. I guess Cam Curl slides right yeah. into that spot. They off they they offered Eric Reed a spot on the practice yeah. squad. I, I'm not sure if he didn't understand the new rules about the practice squad, but he was not interested. I guess he felt slighted yeah. by that. Um, I I guess everybody's yeah. to his own, but I, I I guess if he wanted to play, I'd mm. take the spot because. He probably could have earned himself some time. I guess that says more about what the coach is doing. I appreciate the fact that I know he took a lot of grief about the Haskins yeah. benching, but he has shown in the last couple of weeks that if you don't play well, you don't. You're not gonna. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna play. You're not gonna keep playing. And also, you have to earn reps on this team, which I don't think is the way things have been done. Yeah. Here um, my thing about Eric Reed is that. All right. So one thing, like. I just wish they didn't offer Eric Reed because I feel like I wouldn't have offered Eric Reed a practice a practice squad. I think you just if you're going to offer Eric Reed, offer offer him a gig. Um, but on the flip side of that, like I like I like Curl, like I like Curl, like I didn't. I was like my thought process at the time was like you don't really need to go after Eric Reed. You got Curl. I like what he was doing. So listen, like let's just let kid let him play out. And if it doesn't work out, then maybe you can go back and see what you can do. But again, it's a rebuilding. This team is still in rebuild mode, regardless of what everybody wants to think. It's still a rebuild mode type of team. Give give Curl the opportunity to showcase his talents. We've seen flashes of him, and he he's looked good in flashes. So to me, that tells me that he should play. He should have that. You should give him that slot and have the next man up. He should get that opportunity to play and ball out. Um, I I liked what I've seen from Curl. I'm glad he's getting the opportunity. I'm glad Coach Rivera has given this young boy the opportunity to play, because um, I do think that. This team should play some of its young, talented guys that show that have shown you that they are hungry and they are capable of playing the position. I'm with you. I think it'll be a blessing in disguise, not only for Curl, but I actually, I actually really like Jeremy Reeves too, who will be called mm-hmm. up from the practice squad to play. He's back, and I and I think he mm-hmm. can play a little bit. 
do you think uh, Ryan Anderson and Ryan Kerrigan both um, alleged to be on the trade uh, block? You think they'll move either one? Would you move? Uh, Kerrigan's snaps are getting real small. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I think for Kerrigan, I wouldn't. I, I put it this way: I think it's easier to trade Kerrigan than this to trade um, Ryan Anderson. I think Ryan Anderson in his situation is that no, you won't get you won't get you won't get a lot from Ryan Anderson because of what what he hasn't he hasn't really shown anything. Just say, all right, I'm gonna give up, a, you know, give up a, a fourth round pick. Well, Kerrigan, on the other hand, has shown you enough and is still being productive, right? Within sacks, even in, in limited even in, in limited um, snaps, so. Kerrigan is a guy that I feel like if you really wanted to get something out of in terms of trade trade collateral, you definitely should um you should you should think about trading Ryan Kerrigan. But there at a particular point in time, I've always felt like when you if you're trying to make the postseason and you already got limited talent anyway, throughout I mean in terms of the totality of the team, why trade away talent? Like if Ryan Kerrigan, if when Chase goes down, or if Chase or if Chase goes down, or if Montez goes down, you know you got to do you got a ten sack dude as a backup or a rotation a rotationary guy. I don't I don't even want to use the term backup. A rotationary guy that could be able to get you you know a sack or two on any given Sunday. If uh, we use revisionist history all the time, if you could have Justin Herbert. Would you be willing to take him over Chase Young, knowing what no. you know now? They Chase Young, I wouldn't. I, and I love Justin Herbert. Uh, I, I liked him in Oregon, but Chase Young is a dude that is going to dominate offensive line. It's, it's like it's the it's the question of would you have to, would the Denver Broncos have not drafted um oh, what's, what's my guy's name who's not playing uh, oh Von Miller yeah but yeah would the Denver Broncos not trade drafted Von Miller Von Miller helped them win the Super Bowl Peyton Manning didn't win that Super Bowl Von Miller helped them win that Super Bowl. So it's like, nah, like when you got a guy like Chase Young who can dominate, who could probably be the best defensive player in the game, who could probably be defensive MVP, do you trade that away? Nah, because you can always, you can get, not say always, but you can get a quarterback that can help you win football games. Trent Dilfer won your Super Bowl in Baltimore. Uh, as, as good as Russell Wilson was, is now, but Russell Wilson, when he started playing ball in Seattle, and won that Super Bowl, he wasn't an elite quarterback. He was a solid quarterback. He wasn't elite. You know what I mean? So you can win Super Bowls. You can get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, if you have a dominant pass rusher. Like, those teams I mentioned on the defense side of the football, like, they had dominant defensive players to help them win Super Bowls, win, uh, win championships. So you got Chase Young as a piece, and it's a, and it's a star piece. To help you win a Super Bowl. Uh-uh, I'm not I'm happy. The, the Washington football team made the right move. The next four games have the Giants, the Lions, the Bengals, and the Cowboys. Whew. They win all four. Oh, man. So, I'm the first out. And, and, and real, real, real quick before you do that, let me say this. It's interesting. I, I noticed yeah. this today that Vegas has started to turn their opinions on the team. I see that the early uh, line on that Giants game is already up. Okay. All right. For for for, for Washington. Oh, okay. So, um, okay. Interesting. Inter- interesting. I, the little thing that I saw. There oh, Vegas, get respect to the, to the Washington football team. I love it. So, I'm gonna say like the Giants game. I think definitely they can be. They, they should win the Giants game. 
The Detroit game scares me because just it's, it's a team that's over five. It's that's a team that's playing five hundred football. That means they're at, they're you know at a, at a winning. They're close to being a, a winning football team, and this team hasn't looked hasn't looked good against any team that's that's playing winning football. Um, so I'm gonna say Detroit. They'll probably they'll probably lose the game against Detroit. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be tough because Cincinnati has offensive weapons, and they're going to have to show us that they can stop a, a decent offense. Um, but that's a tough one. I think definitely the Cowboys is a win. So, so three and one is the best and best case scenario for them. I think three and one is best case scenario, which is you know definitely possible. Two and two is is the is the is the is the least case scenario. Like they should be at least two and two. Like they should at least be two and two in this process. Anything lower, anything worse than that is is a, is a failure. Well, well, they'll need to go at least two and two, and three and one would be great mm-hmm. because uh, as much as you love those games, they oh, follow up that with <laughs> what Seattle, San Francisco, and uh, and Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, uh, and not much, not much winning. Yeah, and to your point too, is like really to be honest with you, if you really want to make this a successful season, right? You really want to go like. Ideally, if I was Coach Rivera, hey, you want to sweep it. Like you got to, like you want to sweep it. Like so, you got to look at every game as it's, as it's, as if it's a, like the Super Bowl or a playoff game because those games you want to bank them because, like you said, that 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 late that second half of the schedule, like that other course, even that other quarter of, of the schedule, is is too tough. That's a, those are Super Bowl teams, man. You're going against it's oh, it's comparable. Like you thought your first set of games. Of the quarter of the season was tough when you was playing the Ravens, when you were playing the Browns, you know what yep. I mean? Like the Cardinals now, like you thought those games were tough? Like this set blows it out the water. So you got to make sure you, you bank those four games. Like because you've already lost the Giants game where, you know, people thought you should have won, right? So so to me, you need a makeup win. So it's like the Bengals, the Bengals should be a win for you for real. It should be. But the way your team is, it's kind of, it's, it's going to be difficult. But the giant, like, but the the Detroit game should be that game. Like the Detroit game should be the game. It should be the game that, because you lost that Giants game, it's the makeup game for you. If the if the Lions move on from Matthew Stafford, is that oh definitely? I would definitely I would get Matthew Stafford in a second. In a second, I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's an I think he's an amazing quarterback. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I do too. What about what about what about Dak? He's Dak. healthy and they move. I get Dak too. I, mean, I get Dak too. But I get Dak too. Thirty eight's tough though. I don't know. But I think I get <laughs> thirty eight's tough. But I like Dak. Uh-huh. I think Dak. Dak is proven uh-huh. to me. I, and I used to, you know, quote. I mean, lack of a better term. I used to hate on Dak. But you know, over the last couple of years, I mean, he's put up stats. He's won football games. Uh, he's led that team. Uh, and you see the difference. Like that's the, my thing. Like when you. When someone goes out and you see a difference, you see that it doesn't work the same, then I'm like, okay, like he's a difference maker. You know what I mean? Like when you look, because you that's how you break things down. Like you want to say, all right, you say like, he overrated, like another quarterback can probably take the take the ball and run with it. And you look at the other quarterback, and, and he was a starter, and he, and he was a quarterback that's been to the Pro Bowl and, and you know, has had, had successful seasons in Cincinnati and Andy Dalton. And you see that this team is struggling with Andy Dalton, and they have a bunch of weapons, and they're still struggling. So I'm like, okay, this tells me that that this tells me that that Prescott is a difference maker. So to me, so I think it's it's right, it's risen his stock to a point where if I'm watching, I'm definitely entertaining it. Guys like Dak and Russell Wilson 
were winners from the day they were born. There's mm-hmm. one of those guys that irritates you real bad because they can learn how to play pinochle in five yeah. minutes and be good at it or beat you in chess the second time mm-hmm. they've ever played it. Uh, some guys are just born yeah, that's winners. A, that, they, Alex Smith, too. Right, Alex so, Smith, before the injury, just winning games. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yep. So the if the last two games are anything to look forward to the next four, it should be exciting. The last couple of games, you know, we're one two-point mm-hmm. conversion away from winning both of those. And, and I think yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the more I've talked about the first half of this season, uh, Coach Rivera said repeatedly, this team got hurt immensely by the preseason. And you can tell because I think after the first four or five games, they had their decision. Whatever you think about the mm-hmm. way they handled the Haskins mm-hmm. benching, what we do know is Ron is obviously yes. in charge uh, because because in years past, no coach we had was just going to walk in the building and say, listen, after the Ravens game, which yeah. didn't play that terribly in, we're done. I can't do it anymore. So it is obviously his organization at this point, and he's running yeah. it the way he fit. I do think the next four games will be uh, real big as to how they play. The and, and Doug, I want you to say it again for the folks who think that, that – that this is a Snyder thing. You know, a lot of people blame Snyder for everything, man. Uh, you can tell, like, this is Ron's thing. Like, this, this Snyder is not disturbing Ron at all. Ron's going to do what he wants to do. Ron, that's, this, is, this is Ron's power. But to your point, um, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting times for this team. I still believe, regardless of I've had some negativity about some of the things that Ron has done, but I've always said that I've, I trust what Ron Rivera is doing because I trust Ron Rivera. Um, and I think that, you know, regardless of what, you know how how hot and cold sometimes his sometimes his years were in Carolina. He he did build a winning program, and for him to come over here and, and bring some of that that fight, that passion, that camaraderie that you know to the, to this organization and to this team, I think it will be good in the long run. I think down the stretch, when this team needs to make make um, win big games and kind of buckle down, uh, they'll do it. And to your point, there was no preseason, and now they're getting to evaluate some of these players. And to see what they can, you know, and to see what they can do. And they're starting to see some of that stuff on tape. And now they're like, okay, this young guy needs the opportunity. This guy should be the starting quarterback um, in terms of the safety position. I mean, in terms of safe, the safety position, yeah, we can go, we can go and get a, uh, try to get an Eric Reed, but we already got a, we got a Cam, a Cam Curl who looks ready, you know what I mean? Like from the tape, he looks ready. Um, now I just want to see some of the, some of the young wide receivers come out and play. I want to see, um, Antonio Gandy Golden um, come off the IR and see what he can do and see if he gets the opportunity. I, I just a lot. I, there's a lot going on at, towards the end of the season that I'm excited about for this team. I am too. What do you guys got coming up on the urban sports scene? Oh Are man, next week. I mean, we've been doing um, in turn, we've been showcasing um, DMV Ballers um, series where we talk to some of the some of the 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 the, the, the areas. Better um sorry, the area's uh superstars in terms of basketball or some of the urban legends. Uh we talked to Damar Johnson who played um played for Cincinnati, he played in the NBA. Uh we spoke to Michael Beasley. I'm mean, not Michael Beasley, I'm uh, Michael Sweetney, uh who played uh at Oxen Hill High School, went to Georgetown, was a lottery pick um in the NBA. Um we spoke to we spoke to Monty Williams, uh who you know, who was a basketball uh played high school ball at Potomac High School. 
Um, obviously, had a great career in the NBA. And now, as the head coach for the Phoenix Suns, so and uh, so now we're working on speaking to uh, some of some coaches of Howard University. Um, we last week we spoke to uh, Kevin Brodus, uh, who uh, played high school ball at Montgomery Blair High School, and also played uh, high school ball at Dunbar, uh, and now is the coach at Morgan State High School. And he was also the assistant coach of the Georgetown Hoyas um, under JT three. Um, so yeah, now we're just we're just working on other DMV uh, baller stories um, and, and interviews so we can feature because we try to you know again we try to showcase this area and also we always talk about the Washington football team. Uh, we talk and we're gonna probably talk about what they have coming down the pike in the next game against the uh, the Giants and seeing what they're gonna do against the Giants. All right, sounds great. Thanks uh, I appreciate you, Doug, and thanks you for I, I, again. I appreciate for being on your show. Um, you're doing great things. You're doing great work. I love listening to it. Uh, so anytime you need me, you let me know. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Thanks, Greg.